Hello and welcome to Protect Your Copyrights with your host, Robert King. On today's episode, Robert will explore the importance of protecting your life story or the life story of your loved one. And now, here's Robert. Hey everyone, uh, Robert King with Red Giant Rights Group, Protect Your Copyrights. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Today we are talking about a very interesting, fascinating topic, life story, and how your life story is being represented in uh, programs, future programs, whether they're documentaries or uh, satellite video on demand, like a Netflix or a Hulu or Paramount or uh, some kind of program like that, or on uh, Showtime, HBO, cable, or major motion picture. And is it your story? Is it your family story? Is it uh, an artist that was in your life that, uh, that died, that passed away? And now you are responsible to protect their legacy. So there are so many different elements, so many different approaches to how do we protect our life story. And this is a very popular topic right now. If you think about over the last many years in the major motion picture, uh, you think about movies like What's Love Got to Do With It, the, the Tina Turner story. Ray was a very popular mu uh, movie, uh, the Ray Charles story. And then you ask yourself, well, what, of course, all the, all the different Elvis movies and stories, uh, whether it's for television or for the, for the major motion pictures, you ask yourself, why do they make these movies of these recording artists, or we'll call them biopics? Why do they choose recording artists for biopics? They're fascinating people. They are brilliant, talented, and they have created, many of them usually, they've created a canon or, or a catalog of songs that have potentially uh, impacted or changed lives out there to the uh, to the audiences. So, so for a production company, the brand already exists, right? Different from making a, a rom com or or some kind of drama, uh, just based on a on, on an idea. This one has a built in audience. There's a there's a brand new Whitney Houston movie coming out in a couple of weeks in the theaters, and then it will go on to satellite video on demand. And there's a Whitney Houston audience that already exists. That's why, they, that's why they're releasing it as a major motion picture, and that they set aside the budget that they do. So your artist, or you, you already have an established brand. The production companies are interested in your story because... The brand already exists because you've already had success. You already have an audience. You already sell out tickets uh, uh, to your concerts, or you did uh, at one time, or your family member did at one time. 
So there's already a story to tell. Now, usually, you know, the, the old rock and roll stories, the backstage stories and the, and the, and the life, uh, you think about Tina Turner and, and the story between her and her husband, there's drama associated with their, their stories. Uh, the, 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 often, some of these artists come from hum, humble beginnings, and they are finding their way in the world. Uh, many of them sang in either small clubs or churches or in their, uh, in their communities and found their way into uh, small opportunities. And then those small opportunities grew and became bigger and they ran into different people in the, uh, in the, in the business and they got a break, and then they got a hit, and then they got several hits, and then how did they deal with their celebrity? And how did that have an effect on them? And, and there are obviously many stories that we know from musicians or actors or, or authors or, you know, the, the creatives where they would get themselves, uh, find themselves involved in uh, some of the vices of the world, which can include many different things, as you know. Uh, the, the, there's, uh, there's a lot of um, uh, uh, drinking or stories of, of drinking or drugs uh, being, uh, being taken backstage or leading up to concerts, or the, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the, other, uh, the, the other sexes, happening backstage, or um, uh, all of the, the different groupies. I mean, there's just story after story after story, and it's fascinating. There is a, uh, th there is a world out there where th uh, these celebrities uh, live a life that is so far outside of the you know the the normal life that is that there's something fascinating about it and then there is a story of triumph because or not we have lost some people some people have succumbed to the uh, their addictions uh, or their, uh, you know, their inabilities to navigate all of those uh, negative impacts in their career. Um, but there it often are stories of triumph where they did go through difficult times. They did deal with, uh, with rejection and they dealt with, uh, with uh, uh, artists, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, executives music executives taking advantage of them or or they or they dealt with something uh, some kind of abuse um, but they were able to overcome they were able to uh, to survive so there there are stories of redemption when it comes to these biopics and uh, there are stories of triumph, and uh, I haven't seen the Whitney Houston movie, but I would imagine that is a perfect example of a story of tragedy, where you have this, this amazing, uh, incredibly talented uh, singer, icon, um, that, uh, that has signature moments in 
in our lives. I can I can remember watching her sing the 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 Star Spangled Banner at at the Super Bowl like it was yesterday, and and thinking while you're watching it, this is this is the best version I've ever heard of this song ever. And so there, they have these these singular moments, and then that life uh, snuffed out way too early in in a tragic way. So the stories themselves are fascinating. The people are fascinating, and and the production companies are. Just think about it this way: there are more production companies. You may have even heard me say this before. There are more production companies now than there have ever been. There are more opportunities for your story to be told on some platform than there have ever been. And or your artist's story, if you're a surviving family member. The the and and they these production companies are looking for biopics of recording artists or songwriters or the like. And let me tell you why. Uh, because recently, some of the ones that have been released, like Straight Outta Compton, or uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, or Rocket Man, some of these have been very successful, and have not only made back their budget, but have made a profit. Uh, so they uh, they can be very profitable. So. With the the production companies are looking for these stories. They are in desperate need of this content. They're they're looking now more than ever for content, and you have more outlets for content than any other time in the history in our history. So now is a great time to be in the life story business. So we have this opportunity, and 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 the other thing that I think is important to say is. Um, actors love these stories. Actors love the opportunity to transform uh, themselves into these uh, characters that, that these icons, these these characters that we know, or or that we think we know, that we've seen over and over and over again, and often. The actors are um, awarded. They win awards. They they are recognized. They are uh, heralded. I guess uh, as a, a kind of an old word <laughs> sounds like a Shakespearean word. Um, they are recognized for these uh, performances because you get to see them mimic and act as if they are the person in these live performances or 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 they're well they're taped but i mean if you've seen the elvis movie this austin butler uh very young actor uh, in so many different ways was able to capture elvis in 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 a really a really unique and exciting way and and what an opportunity for him as an actor to to portray that character. The same thing with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Same thing with Rocket Man. Aretha Franklin that came out recently. Um, 
So and 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 Ray Charles, I, I, if if I if I my memory serves me correctly, I believe that he won Best Actor for that performance. So in the Academy Awards, so these actors respond also to the opportunity to portray. They are critically acclaimed for these uh, for for being for for having the opportunity for uh, their for they're critically acclaimed for their performances the recreations of these individuals and and more often than not sometimes more often than not um the, the individual has passed so we are reflecting back on on the icon uh you know aretha Whitney Houston. Now, Elton John is still alive, which is kind of cool that Elton John was still alive when they did his biopic. Um, that's a fun premiere to go to when you're going to a premiere of your own biopic. Um, but uh, so so the point is, these biopics are, A, they're valuable right now. Okay? It is, it is these are great stories. And the cool the other cool thing is that these stories are filled with music and story which is always a very interesting dynamic and popular dynamic right now in uh, in the medium so you have the production companies who are looking for the stories you have a story but how do you protect your story and that's what where we want to focus today how do you protect your story uh, there is a uh, <laughs> the, when you when when you're talking about protecting your story, we we're often talking about the people who are uh, the surviving family members, and how do they protect the legacy of their artists? Uh, we're going to have an interview here in a second because this has come up here recently in in many different circumstances. And it's come up recently in, uh, but specifically in the George and Tammy. Uh, uh, it's come up recently in the George and Tammy Showtime special. And uh, this is a uh, George Jones, Tammy Wynette uh, Showtime uh, uh, series, six episode series. And... The characters have all passed, right? George Jones, Tammy Wynette, and the other main character is uh, is George Ritchie, who uh, became Tammy Wynette's husband after George Jones. Um, and so all three of those main characters have passed. And so it's the legacy of those three characters or the story being told of those three characters. This particularly is fascinating because of the way they are being portrayed and the story that is being told. And we're going to have an interview uh, in a few minutes with, the, uh, with George Ritchie's widow, Sheila Ritchie, uh, Sheila Slaughter Ritchie. And 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 to hear uh, kind of her, you know, kind of her take on on how so far her husband is being represented and and to give you some insight on the on the importance of protecting your life story.
So how do you go about doing this? The first thing that I would say is you have to be vigilant. Uh, so how do you go about doing this? The first thing that I would say is that you have to be vigilant. You have to be vigilant about knowing, okay, the opportunity is there. So you are going to actively pursue uh, the opportunity for somebody to tell the story of your of either you or your surviving family member. But you have to be vigilant in the protection of what is actually going to be said. I have, I, have, I have a client who was approached by a production studio to do his life story. And, uh, and they were in the process. They were shooting the story. They were in the process of filming. And he backed out. He pulled out of this wonderful opportunity for his life to be represented in, 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 uh, in, in major motion picture or satellite video on demand, Netflix, uh, Apple, Hulu. And he pulled out. He, he got out of the story, he got out of the contract. Why? Because they were telling it in a way that would, did not represent the truth. And he wanted to be vigilant about protecting his life story. So you have to, you are going into a, uh, a fictional enterprise, right? Based on a true story. But you got to realize that Hollywood, the concept of Hollywood is fiction. Uh, otherwise, it's a documentary. And even documentaries can be slanted. Most documentaries are biased by the documentarian. So, so you so you have to you have to realize you're going into a fictional world, and uh, so that's why you have to be vigilant about how you're going to how that story is going to be told and how you're going to protect your story. We can talk about this if you ever get the opportunity, if somebody ever approaches. We can talk about how the language in the contract will be able to protect your input into uh, the final product. So we can absolutely have that conversation. But but I will tell you that uh, that if, if, if you let go of it a little bit, they're going to tell a story that you may not, uh, that may not be true. Uh, well, I'm not true. It may, it may not reflect the truth as you wanted it told. Uh, the second part of, of the opportunity or how to protect your life story is to be really clear on what your rights are. So... And this comes up because Olivia de Havilland, and I've, you've heard me say this many times before, but I, I, just, to, just to reiterate, I'm not an attorney. I run a company. We help artists protect their copyrights, and uh, we, help, uh, we help singers, bands, songwriters, authors, actors, all the Every, all, every single one of them either wanting to protect their copyrights or exploit their assets in some uh, in some way. In, in many cases, most of our artists are older, so we are reinvigorating their brands uh, with uh, with attention uh, and exploiting their assets for in many times for profit. So that's what we do at Red Giant. So I'm not an attorney. So you should always 
uh, and we have plenty of the, the best, you know, we, we work with some of the best attorneys in the country, so we have access to that if you need that. But, uh, and, and, and I'm, I would never tell you not to consult an attorney. But this, so the story that I'm going to tell, you should definitely ask an attorney <laughs> about the very specifics of it because I'm not an attorney. But I will say, I will say this, that uh, the Olivia de Havilland story is very interesting that happened over the last couple of years. Because a movie came out and Olivia de Havilland uh, was uh, represented in the movie. Her, her, she, as an actress, uh, I think the movie was about Betty Davis, if I remember correctly. It was the Betty Davis story. But Olivia de Havilland was, was the actual person was represented in the movie. And, and Olivia de Havilland, who was still alive at the time, didn't like the way that she was represented. And nobody contacted her to... Um, Ask her if, you know, this is the way you're going to be represented in this movie. Are you cool with this? Nobody, nobody ran it by her first before they filmed it, captured it, edited it, and distributed it. And so Olivia de Havilland sued the production company and said, Hey, you didn't consult with me. You didn't ask my permission. You didn't, you know, you didn't do any of this stuff. And, uh, and I wasn't paid for my name or my likeness to be represented. And, and I didn't like the way I was represented. I didn't appreciate the way I was represented. So I, uh, I am suing you. And she lost. And she lost because, A, she's a celebrity, and you have every right to, in this uh, free country of ours, under the First Amendment, to, uh, to say anything about uh, anybody, unless it's in a, in a slanderous way, which it wasn't. She was just represented uh, in, the, in the movie. And she's a celebrity, and she's allowed to do it. Again, I'm not an attorney, so the specifics of this, don't sue me, because... Because I said, because I didn't say it the right way. An attorney will tell you. But she lost um, because she's, she's, a, uh, she's, a, she's a person of, of, of celebrity. And uh, the other piece is that uh, she, they can have her say or make her say or present her in any way that they want. Because it's a free country. Um, and they don't have to have her permission to do such a thing because it's a, it's a, uh, because she's a celebrity and it's a free country. So it's a very interesting when you have that, uh, decision it, recently, like in the last couple of years, you have that decision recently for an artist or a family member to say, wait a second, I don't want to be in that movie. I don't want my name in the movie. I don't want to be associated with the movie. I'm going to sue you because you didn't ask my permission. You're going to lose. So you have no rights when it comes to that. Now, 
the best thing that I can tell, none of the production companies are on, on my podcast listening to uh, anything that I have to say, believe me. But I would tell you, and I would tell any production company, the best way to do it is to call Olivia de Havilland and say, hey, just want to give you a heads up, you're in this movie, and this is your character, and this is what you're going to say, and whatever. And uh, even better, ask Olivia de Havilland about the circumstances. What was it like? What was it, we, you know, we're trying to recreate as much of the in, environment as possible, or, you know, to give us some insight to make our movie better. But they didn't do that. They don't have to do that. Um, but, uh, but in order to protect your rights, you have to understand what you're getting yourself into, which is a fictional enterprise. And the rights that you have can be negotiated in the contract so that you can protect that story as much as possible. If somebody uses your name or likeness without your permission, meh, not much you can do, frankly, um, unless it's slanderous in some way. And then you can uh, fight. And, and I think that you saw uh, what went on with the uh, CNN suit uh, recently to the kid that was, um, that was at the rally or something. He was wearing a... He was wearing a hat, and the uh, and and the and somebody came over and started drumming in his face or whatever, and and there was there was all kinds of things that were said about this young man. I think he was in high school. This young man that uh, the different, uh, and I think it was CNN who got sued, and they may have settled out of court again. I'm not an attorney. They may have settled out of court, but or they went to court and, and CNN lost. So. There is, you can go over the line in what you say about a person, but the representation of a person in a, uh, in a biopic or in a media presentation that's a fictional movie, uh, you know, they have a lot of leeway and you don't have a lot of rights. So in order to protect your rights, my, I guess my final piece of advice before we uh, bring Sheila in and, and talk a little bit about uh, protecting her husband's uh, legacy is, is be involved in the process as much as you can. And that is a part of the negotiation uh, of, of when they approach you, if they approach you. But when they approach you, uh, or uh, if you are actively pursuing a relationship with a production company, it's always better, always better, if the, the production is always better, more authentic, uh, more, more valuable to the audience, when the families are involved, and when they can provide insight, insight that nobody would ever know, stories that nobody would ever know. And so you want to be involved, heavily involved, and you want to uh, do what you can to navigate how that story is being told. And all of that is part of the negotiation process. And frankly, what I love about it is they can come to you. You can say, this is what we want. They can say, no way, go jump in a lake and go make a movie on their own. And that's fine. 
And you know what? Their movie's going to suffer because they didn't have your direct impact talking about you specifically as an artist or talking about your family member. And then gives you the opportunity to go make the real movie, the right movie, whether it's a documentary or any kind of in this medium. That gives you the opportunity to say, this is what the real story is. This is, and, 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 and it's fascinating what's going on right now with the, uh, with the George Jones, Tammy Wynette uh, Showtime special. Because the, the, <laughs> I don't know much about this. I don't have a lot of insight. But, but I can tell you from just what I've heard, people who knew George Jones, people who knew Tammy Wynette, the way they are being represented in, uh, specifically George Jones, the way that they're being represented in this movie is, is very different from what the, what the, what the, what reality was. So it is a pure piece of fiction, dramatic without question, dramatic and very interesting, fun to watch, uh, particularly if you like music, um, but fun to watch. But is it real? And is it, and that's where we, you know, that's where Hollywood may not do the artists a great service is because when you see it, you think, oh, well, this has to be real. They wouldn't have, they wouldn't have made it. <laughs> they wouldn't have gone through the trouble of making a movie if it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't right or if it wasn't real. Uh, but that's, uh, that's pretty far from, uh, from, from the truth, from reality. So let us, uh, see if we can't get, uh, Sheila Ritchie on the phone so that we can talk about, uh, her husband, George Ritchie. And, uh, because George Ritchie is one of the major characters in this George and Tammy, uh, uh, Showtime special, uh, series, and and how even in the first episode how her husband is being represented and 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 it, is it right on is it dead on and or is it really far from the truth or reality and i think i think it'll be kind of fun so uh, on the phone we have sheila slaughter Richie, who is George Richie's widow, and one of the characters that we've been talking about in the George and Tammy series, uh, George Jones, Tammy Wynette, and George Richie. So, Sheila, are you there? Hey, yes, I'm here. Good afternoon. <laughs> How are you, Robert? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks, Sheila. Thanks for joining the Protect Your Copyrights podcast. Uh, in leading up to talking to you, we uh, uh, we've just been talking about with the audience the the concept of protecting your copyrights uh, protecting your life story and sometimes more often than not it's the surviving family member who is in that position to protect the life story and i find it fascinating in this particular series the george and tammy series on short showtime there are three primary characters as we see so far george jones tammy wynette and then george ritchie and uh, I'm interested in kind of what your feedback is or what your take is on seeing your husband represented 
on film, uh, in <laughs> on television, uh, seeing your husband represented in this movie. What was that experience like? Seeing, uh, you know, uh, this actor playing your husband. Well, thanks for the question and thanks for um, reaching out to me. You're actually the first person that did contact me as it regards my late husband, George Ritchie. Um, it, he was completely misre misrepresented. Um, it d didn't look a thing like him. My late husband was, he was very cool. He had so much swag. Um, he was very, he was tall. He was quite a bit taller than George Jones. And in the show, um, Steve's on, um, makes him, I mean, he's very short and very goofy and Richie wasn't goofy at all. Um, he was quite serious. I mean, he's a very kind hearted person, but I wouldn't have classified him as goofy. He was when Richie, when George Richie walked into the room, he, he had such a presence about him, such a command in that he just was so sexy and interesting. Well, and they've made him out to be, it, I'm sorry to cut you off, but it, it seems like they made him out to be somewhat forgettable. Um, but with the way George Jones, uh, you know, doesn't even know who he is in the room. Well, that's just not true. I mean, Richie had already had so much success in Nashville and George Jones very much knew who George Richie was. And they were, you know, not only friends, but, you know, they worked together. Uh, Richie wrote many songs for him. So, and they made him look like a germ, which he was not at all. <laughs> Richie. <laughs> that oh wig. God. That wig. Oh, oh, it was horrific. I mean, my daughter, Richie and I have a daughter. She's 21 years old. And she was mortified. She's like, what in the world? <laughs> that was not my dad. Who is this person? Oh, my gosh. But, well, that must yeah. be very, you know, uh, not to take us off course, but that must be very interesting for a child. Uh, she's 21. So, uh I, she has a she has a recollection of who her father was, and to see her father represented on screen, I I I imagine that was very surreal. Yeah, and and she was in the beginning. To be honest, she was upset when she found out about it because so many uh, misconceptions have been out there, so many mis you know truths and um, just things are inaccurate have been said about him. So she was concerned that they were going to say those same lies over again she we never imagined she never imagined that she would have to be worried that, she, that he was going to be a goofball because he was anything but a goofball <laughs> he was like what my dad was so cool i mean and let's i mean let's be real tammy Wynette would not have been married to a goofball for 20 years okay? right there right. was a reason tammy was in love with him it's because he was very sexy and very cool and he was a, such a gentleman that's so, interesting no, he, it was it wasn't he was very, very, very poorly portrayed. And you know what? Steve Zahn didn't even bother to call out and, I mean, call and reach out to the family. He, we didn't know well, anything gonna, about it. I was going to ask you that. That doesn't, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, obviously, you are a surviving family member. And I think we've talked about in the past, you knew Tammy Wynette. Yes. You knew George Jones, I think. Is that yes. right? Yes, absolutely, yes. So you're a person who knew all three people yes. fairly well. 
very much so. And 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 as as far as I understand, the production company did not reach out to you. Uh, yes, if, which people find it hard to believe that you can um, do a life story about someone without being contacted. The truth is, you know, I'm George Ritchie's next of kin. I was not contacted. Um, his estate was not contacted. Tammy Wynette's estate was not contacted. George Jones' widow, Nancy Jones, who was married to George Jones for 32 years, wow. together for 34 years, she was not contacted. She had nothing, wow. you know, had nothing to do with it. So everything that you're seeing on the screen, you know, this is the story. This is the Georgette Jones story, not the George and Tammy true story. It's it's from the fantasies of Georgette Jones. It's not. Who was the author? Accurate. Who's the author of the book that uh, that the that that the series is based on? Got it. Got it. Got it. That is correct. So, and so, so when we talk about protecting your life story, and uh, it's hard. Uh, it, before before you got on, we were talking a little bit about Olivia De Havilland and the and the case that she had, the suit that she brought against the production company, because she was misrepresented and wasn't contacted before, and she lost. So, so in, in, in the real world, uh, they don't have to reach out to you. But I think the point that I made right prior before you came on was it, it would make the special or the, or the, or the movie so much better uh, and more authentic if they had reached out to you. And I'm surprised that uh, an actor or, or, or really a series of actors of their caliber didn't reach out uh, to learn more about these characters in a very personal way. Well, yes, and it, it, it's a slam to Tammy. It's a slam to Richie. It's a slam to the whole legacy of all of it um, in that, that it would have been so easy to cast Richie correctly. Right. I mean, he had a certain walk. He had a certain way. He had a certain. Um, he he was just cool. Yeah. And they didn't they didn't try at all. I mean zero. They they didn't try at all to capture the real George Ritchie. They just they just threw out this goofball from you know I know that Georgette Jones totally slandered him. Her book is completely filled with lies about him. Mm. So they didn't they didn't go beyond. Gotcha. What they read in an unauthorized book. Well, it's her author. I mean, it's her book. It's her story. But there's tons and tons based on manufactured untruths about my late husband and myself. I'm in her book, too. And she totally lied about me. So I know if she's lying about me, I can promise you she's lying about him. And I have. That's all another story. But right. Yes, right. That they, they can do that. They absolutely in in America, I could I could go make a movie about you. I wouldn't have to contact you. Right, um, it wouldn't is, be very good. Just, no, but I'm just saying <laughs> you can do that. It's not very ethical. It's not very kind, and it makes you wonder, like, who are these people? I mean, why? Well, I just think that I think the movie would be better as well. Yes, and, and, absolutely. And we always want a better product, I would imagine. Um, well, it's it's very interesting, and uh, and I think that it's just in poor taste. It was just done in poor taste for them not to contact us. I'm not saying the movie. I mean, the series is all in poor taste. I think much of it. It's the the quality is there. Um, the acting is there. The production value is there. They have beautiful scenery. Oh, yeah. So much of it is great, and I'm thrilled. I'm I'm thrilled that they're ca- trying to carry on and introduce 
George Jones and Tammy Wynette to the next generations. I'm all for that. I just think it needs to be done correctly. And in this case, it wasn't all done correctly, but it well, wasn't all bad either. And and for for our audience, when we talk about protecting your, whether it's your legacy or your family's legacy, I think it's really important, and we appreciate you jumping on the phone, I think it's really important that you uh, take the opportunity to set the record straight and say, hey, this is, uh, this is nowhere close to who this person really was. And, and, uh, and I know that, um, I think if I, if I remember correctly, uh, I know that protecting uh, George Ritchie's uh, legacy have, has become a- almost uh, you know, a life's mission for you and, and, and it has affected you in a real, in a real personal way. If I, if, Very much so. If Very I much so. And, yes, and, and it's also been my mission I am, uh, to protect Tammy Wynette. I have I've taken on that role. I mean, it was dropped in my lap because of who I was married to, and I took it very seriously. I worked with the Country Music Hall of Fame. Um, I am the one with Richie that worked so diligently to get all of that stuff properly placed in the hands of, of, the, of where it would be most um, respected. Mm. And it's there, you know, all of her awards and everything, they're all there now because of me and my late husband. Because we did the work. Tammy's kids tried very, very hard to sell those things anytime they would get something they'd put it on ebay or sell it to some you know fan or something and we we were very adamant that you've got to keep all that collection together and then i was very instrumental in having her personal property um at to with the grand Ole opry so tammy's i have been very much involved in protecting tammy's legacy mm. Um, it's always behind the scenes and, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to get credit for all of it, but I'm very passionate about it. I heard Jessica Chastain recently talk about how she's very defensive and protective of Tammy. I'm like, yeah, hello, I'm the original, I'm the OG at that. I mean, I've been doing that this whole time. So I understand her feeling of feeling very, very protective over Tammy because Tammy was a wonderful woman. She was in, she's a legend and she was my friend and I had a duty to do all I can to make sure that she was protected. I think Jessica, if I can possibly even speak out of turn, I think Jessica may have really benefited from having a conversation with you in her preparation uh, for this entire series as an executive producer, but as an actor portraying the character. I think there would have been... She missed an opportunity, in in my humble opinion. Yes, she did. Now she did reach out to me once through Instagram, and she was going to. And but this was after the show had already happened. I mean, she was already almost she was almost finished filming. I didn't even know what was going on. Gotcha. Okay, so that's when that's when all things started going. Like, wait a minute. Then I found out through Nancy Jones that there was a character playing me and Richie. And I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I didn't know about any of this. I hadn't been contacted about anything. So that's when lawyers started getting involved. So so just for clarification, just for clarification, there is a Sheila Richie in the series. That is correct. But her, it's not me. It's not Sheila Richie. The the Sheila Richie that they... 
are showing in there, that is not her correct name. She was her name, her married name was Sheila Richardson. She was my late husband's second wife. Okay. She was married as Sheila Richardson. She, um, they got a divorce. Her divorce, uh, her divorce paper said Sheila Richardson. Her death certificate all say Sheila Richardson. She was not known to her community or her family as Sheila Ritchie. Got it. So that's confusing. I've had so many phone calls and people going, what? But, and just so your audience is clear, because I haven't, we haven't made this clear. My late husband was born George Richardson. So he, um, he didn't change his name until he got into the music business. I mean, Richardson, I guess he didn't think was very cool. So (laughs) he changed it to George Ritchie. So he, he was known by both. Um, names George Richardson and George, and George Ritchie. Okay. And his his other the other Sheila she went by Sheila Richardson. So it's a it's a bit confusing to people at least in my circles that they're like oh oh well at least you had a cute headband on in the show I'm like oh honey that's not me and they're <laughs> like what it's confusing because they didn't set it up. You so know? you're so you are Sheila Slaughter Ritchie. That is correct. And she is Sheila. Hall Richardson. Sheila Hall Richardson. That I got you. Right. But, but she's the, she is the uh, the character that is married to. Uh, I, I think I think she was in episode in episode two this last week. She is uh, with. I think she's been in both. She's with George Ritchie. It, it seems it seems like in the yes. bar. I think they were together or something. Yes, it's not me. <laughs> it's not you. Okay. Well, no. this is and, this is a. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you know, you go ahead. This, I was just going to say, this is a fascinating story. And, and for the audience, uh, these are the details that, uh, that are so important uh, and, and, and why my recommendation always is if you if, be involved as much as you can be, particularly contractually with the production company when they are making your life story. And then if you aren't, if, if they didn't include you, then, uh, then I, you know, like Sheila is doing now, I think you have to get out there and uh, set the record straight and, 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 and protect your family, protect the legacy of your, of your artist that is uh, so important to your family. Yes, it is. It is very important, and I will give you just a little tidbit. Um, George Jones and I um, became friendly. Um, oh gosh, back in after Tatum was born, so maybe like in two thousand and two, two thousand and three, um, we became friendly. With you know, we would go and have lunch and dinner with George and Nancy Jones, and Tatum and George Ritchie and I would all go up to the house and. I can remember the first time he met me, he goes, wow, you, I really like you a lot. You are nothing like these girls have told me you are. I'm like, (laughs) well, thanks. I think (laughs) anyway, but I became a confidant of his and he would call me on the phone and this poor man and I'm, uh, was terrified to die because he saw what happened to George Ritchie after Tammy Wynette died and he didn't want those same things happen to him. So he's like, I need your help. Can you guide me through some things? Because I don't want Nancy to have any problems when I die. And I don't want my legacy hurt when I die. Because I can only imagine what they're going to do to me. 
And that's when it all really kind of started for me when I started advising people, um, celebrities and high net worth individuals, how they can prepare their own estates and their stories. Because if you don't prepare it before you die, once you're gone, all bets are off. They can take and do to you whatever they want because you can't come back from heaven. Hopefully that's where you're at. Right. But you can't come back from that. So you've got to get it set up in advance. And I have a system in place to help people do that. Wow. Because it's so it's so important wow. for every person. It's not just for the George Jones and Tanya Wynettes of the world. It's for your next-door neighbors, for your grandmother. I mean, this happens to families everywhere, not just the most famous singers in the world. Right. So it's something to consider for your for your own family, for yourself, for yourself. Interesting. Well, that's mm-hmm. definitely, uh, I'm very interested in that, and we'll definitely have to talk about that more uh, in the future. We'll have you back on to, uh, to, to, to talk about, uh, for anybody uh, to, protect their, uh, to protect their rights, to protect their legacy. Um, but I really want to thank... Their own stories. Their own stories. Um, I really want to thank you, Sheila uh, Slaughter Ritchie, Sheila Ritchie, for 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 your time today. It's so so insightful, so interesting. These these uh, behind the scenes stories are fascinating, and and so we appreciate your your candor and and telling us uh, and really sharing with us your journey and the importance of uh, protecting uh, your life story. Well, I appreciate the invitation, Robert, and uh, anytime, and let's continue the conversation. I think it's an important one, and um, I look forward to seeing what, what else is going to come up on uh, George and Tammy. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you, Sheila. Wow. That was awesome. <laughs> what an interview. That was fantastic. Thank you, Sheila Ritchie, Sheila Slaughter Ritchie, uh, for joining us on uh, Protect Your Copyrights podcast. It just reiterates how important it is to protect your rights, protect the rights of your loved ones. And uh, in our business, we're talking about uh, recording artists, songwriters, authors, actors, and the like. And I think Sheila makes a very good point. Uh, you got to protect your story no matter who you are. Because when you're gone, uh, they can make up whatever story they want to about you. But uh, but I'm really appreciative of Sheila and her time today, and I hope that you were able to take something away from this that will encourage you and and challenge you to uh, be on the lookout uh, for your uh, your life story or your family member's life story and how you can protect that life story. Feel free to reach out to us anytime if you do have any questions. But for now, this is Robert King. I run a company called Red Giant Rights Group, and this is Protect Your Copyrights. Till next time. Thanks for listening to Protect Your Copyrights. For a confidential conversation, feel free to reach out to Robert King directly on his cell phone at 1-917-848-9934. Once again, that's 1-917-848-9934. Thanks!